Hi, I'm Latresa. And I'm Clancy. And we are a mother-daughter duo that shares a love and admiration for all things Elvis. On this podcast, you can expect a deep dive into the life of Elvis Presley. We will discuss books written by Elvis's friends, family members, and others who knew him best. We will critique and enjoy Elvis movies, concerts, and music with those who grew up listening to his music, watching his movies, enjoying his concerts, and hopefully inspiring a new generation of Elvis fans along the way. With all the misconceptions surrounding Elvis, we want to remember his life and his legacy. The man, the friend, the entertainer, and the philanthropist. This podcast is dedicated to those of us who celebrate the life of one of the greatest entertainers of all times. Let's Talk Elvis! Hey guys, it's Clancy and Latresa, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk Elvis podcast. We are so glad to be back and so sorry for falling off the face of the earth there for a little while. It's been a crazy past few weeks, but we're back and we're so excited about um, the topics and ideas that we have coming up for the podcast. So thank you for sticking with us we hope that we make it worth your while yes we do but if you've been listening recently we've been going through um each episode has been about elvis's girlfriends and uh today will probably be the last episode on this for a while we're kind of ready to switch to some different stuff and you all have given us great um ideas and messages and in reviews so um this will be it for a little while there's certainly a lot more that we could do but at the same time I feel like you can get into you know people that have written books that kissed him one time and make up these whole big stories so you kind of have to be careful on who you believe Right. But, uh, and, and honestly, you could go, um, Elvis loved women, and, and yeah. we could honestly have an episode of, of an Elvis girl for <laughs> for a long time to come. But um, tonight's episode is Elvis and Anne Margaret, which is a big topic. Yes. A lot of people have always, you have a lot of people that really wish that they ended up together, and they were two beautiful people. And I really feel like she was a, a great lady. And very talented, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll just kind of dive on in. Elvis and uh, Anne Marie, or Anne Margaret, Anne Margaret, Anne Margaret. Uh, but uh, do you have anything you want to say before I dive in? I mainly have the um, like stories or accounts from uh, Memphis Mafia members, and I have some from Priscilla's book. So. That is what I have to add. But if you have any early information. Yeah. Most of my information was early. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the Viva Las Vegas movie. It was a musical. It was a a 1964 film that was directed by George Sidney. It was choreographed by David Winters. And uh, it is regarded by many fans and even film critics, as one of Elvis's best films. This is one of my favorite films, too. I really yeah, as far it. as his movie 
his movies go. It's a it's a one of the better ones. It really is, and one of the most famous. It is. It is one of the the most popular movies that Elvis was in. And yeah. uh, I'm going to start. We're talking about Anne Margaret, and Anne Margaret was a beautiful redhead. She was actually from Sweden. Her family came to the United States in 1946. And she became a U.S. citizen in 1949. She was not only an actress, but she was also a singer and a dancer. She was a very talented young lady. And the Elvis and Anne Margaret met in July of 1963 on a soundstage at Radio Recorder Studio in Hollywood. At the time, Elvis was 28, and she was 22. And she had just come off of the movie Bye Bye Birdie. I think I have some information about her. She took her first dance lessons and showed a natural ability. Her parents, they were not very wealthy. They encouraged her, and they did what they could to support her. Her mom made her uh, dance outfits. Her dad was injured, I think, on the job early in his life and the mom worked jobs to be able to take care of him. Um, in 1961, she began recording for RCA Victor. And she was also, she did a film screen test at 20th Century Fox and she was signed to a seven year contract. Her performance in Bye Bye Birdie in 1963 made her a major star in Hollywood. And that was about the time that Elvis came on the scene. Mm -hmm. So it was Elvis's 14th movie. So he was a veteran at this point and his movies kind of getting a little bit sillier all the time. This one I thought did have a better plot than a lot of them. You know, he, I love, my favorite part is where he is singing to her with a guitar and she basically pushes him into the pool. I love that part. I've always loved that I part. Do of too. The and I, do I love too. their little sparring, the little song. They I love that together. song. It's so fun. But she was just getting her career off of the ground. Uh, she had just finished the Bye Bye Birdie. And she tells of them meeting. She says in her autobiography that she wrote in 1994, Except for a piano, the MGM soundstage where Elvis and I met was empty. In the background, a few of his guys hung around observing their boss. And it, she says this is a ritual that she would soon come to expect because Elvis always had his guys around. Mm -hmm. Under the watchful gaze of the director, George Sidney, a studio photographer who was snapping shots for the film, figured that this would be a historical moment, which it basically turned out to be. And it was said, Elvis Presley, I would like you to meet a wonderful young lady, Anne Margaret. And Anne Margaret, this is Elvis Presley. And she says, the significant was lost on Elvis and me. I reached out my hand and he shook it gently. I've heard a lot about you, we said at the same time, which made us laugh and broke the ice. So that was the initial meeting that they had. They were, she was, she was called by a lot of people in Hollywood, the female Elvis, mm -hmm. both very popular singers, 
actors, dancers, you know, they had a lot in common. And the movie was really a hot commodity in Hollywood at the time. Before they began filming, they had to record their musical numbers. So they spent two days in July recording their separate songs. They both had songs in the movie. And then they entered the studio together to record three duets. Now, not all of the duets made the movie. The Lady Loves Me, which we've talked about, that was one that made the cut. You're the Boss, and Today, Tomorrow, and Forever. Those were the three duets. They filmed from July 15th until the 26th at the Sahara Hotel in Vegas. And then they moved back to Los Angeles to the MGM Studios, and they filmed in August up until the first week of September. And in the movie, Elvis played a guy named Lucky, and Anne Margaret played a beautiful red-headed dancer named Rusty. And uh, the two had chemistry from the get-go. I think there was so much talk about the two of them and so much speculation about their similarities and everything that it was a really a big buildup. But they did have chemistry. They were very attracted to each other. And other people on the soundstage and, and people that were around the film, they all recognized it. And uh, someone said that they hold hands, they disappear into his dressing room between shoots, they eat lunch together in seclusion. So they were very fascinated with each other during the filming. And mm -hmm. the more time they spent together, the more things that they discovered that they had in common. Uh, they both loved music. They both had a love of motorcycles, a love of family, a desire for privacy, a devotion to God, and they loved late-night talks. So Billy Smith, one of Elvis's cousins, said that Anne Margaret understood Elvis's need to have his the guys around. A lot of the girls that we've talked about, uh, that we've, you know, uh, spotlighted in our uh, series of girlfriends, a lot of them did not appreciate having an audience at all times, but apparently she understood and she was okay with it. And I think the guys all really had a good time with her too. I think that she put them at ease. They put her at ease and, and it was just, she was, you know, not saying she was one of the guys per se because she was a beautiful woman, but she fit right in with them. So um, it was said that the only threat to their relationship during filming was their egos and Margaret admitted that she had an ego, and Elvis had one too. So, George Sidney allegedly showed her favoritism, according to the Memphis Mafia members. El at Elvis's expense, and Margaret was getting more favors. She was getting more attention in the film, and. They said that Elvis complained about it to them, and eventually Colonel Parker found out about it, and he confronted the producers, and he reminded them that this was an Elvis movie. They thought that featuring Anne Margaret would draw a wider audience to the film, but in the end, Elvis received more exposure. 
And I think that's why they cut. They they originally had three duets. All three duets did not make the movie. But he got more exposure for his music. And then she got exposure for dancing. Mm -hmm. But... It, it in the end it does come across as an Elvis movie, but Anne Margaret is definitely yeah. considered a strong leading lady. Yeah. And Memphis Mafia member Lamar Fox said that Elvis was really in love with her. Marty Lacker said that neither of them were married. They really cared a lot about each other, and Priscilla was back at Graceland. At the yeah. time, you have to remember that Priscilla has moved in. We have not done a, a series or we have not done a podcast on Priscilla. That is going to be a major podcast. That is one that we need to tackle. We're going to take a break from girlfriends, but she was wife, mother of his child, and so she deserves a bigger place in this story but at this time priscilla was living at graceland she was his girlfriend she was a big secret but she was tucked away at graceland and elvis was off doing his movies so priscilla was in the picture and margaret says that the two of them continued their relationship for about a year after the filming was over Mm -hmm. And uh, Marty Lacker said that she would write Elvis letters and she would sign them Bunny or Thumper. She had a lot of nicknames. I know Rusty yeah. was another nick nickname, and I think Scooby was a nickname. Yeah. So they had a whole lot of nicknames. But she uh, admitted it was apparent that their love affair would have to end because of Priscilla. And there is so much speculation. One thing that I don't want us to be accused of or us to fall into is trying to pick sides as far as in relationships and things like that. I feel like we were not there. I feel like this is other people giving their opinions who were there mm -hmm. and everybody, you know, you can three or four people. Well, a lot of people can see the very same thing and everyone can take a different interpretation from it. So yeah. I feel like it's really hard to, uh, and, and we don't want to get off on Priscilla too much because this is an Anne Margaret uh, podcast, but Elvis married Priscilla. And yeah. a lot of people, it is speculated that they, knew the love affair had to end and he was in love with Anne Margaret, but he was promised to Priscilla and he had to fulfill his promise to Priscilla. That's basically all I'm going to say about that. Uh, he ended up marrying Priscilla and Margaret ended up marrying someone else. And it, 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 it is what it is, but I, I don't know. I do not know. You know, there was, I wasn't there. And I do believe that the two of them were very attracted to each other. I feel like they had a very beautiful relationship. I know they remained friends, loyal friends for years, up until their until his death. Yeah. And when she made her first appearance in Vegas in June of 67, 
Elvis sent her a guitar-shaped floral arrangement, and he always sent her flowers for her Vegas openings. And she says that when she opened on August 15, 1977, for the first time, she didn't receive flowers. And then the next morning was when she received the call that Elvis had passed. Wow. So they, they were very very close friends. They had a lot in common, beautiful people, and they had a beautiful relationship. I feel like it is so hard to Elvis, Elvis. I I go back to his song. I love only one girl, one in every town. Elvis loved women. And I think that he looked for certain qualities in women. And I feel like when he was, I don't feel like I don't know. He may have been a big Casanova or whatever. I'm sure he. I'm sure he played the field a lot, and and you know probably had a lot of of, of women here and there. But the ones that we know about, the ones that we read about, that he had lengthy relationships with, I truly believed he loved each one of them in in certain ways. I way. do too. I and do too. I don't. I just don't. I read a book recently, which is a totally different, you know, it's a different topic for another day, but it portrays him as it is is being told by a distant cousin of a star who was in a movie with him. And I don't think the guy ever even met his cousin that was in the movie, but he's telling, and he had a lot of derogatory things to say about Elvis. And like I say, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't there. I'm not going to say a lot of things like that. And I don't, I don't know about his love life. I do believe that he had, he, he loved women and I believe that he loved to love women. So Mm -hmm. that she was a beautiful woman. They had a beautiful relationship. It did not last. Um, he married Priscilla on May the 1st, 1967, and a week later, Anne Margaret married actor Roger Smith. Oh, wow. They married in Las Vegas, actually. So that is basically what I have. I did not, she has an autobiography that I would have loved to have read. I did not I could not find the the autobiography, but I've read a lot. Basically, they all say the same thing. Uh, one, something that I did find out that I love this story, another one of Elvis's old girlfriends, her name is uh, Sandy Martindale. And Sandy Martindale, if you recognize the name Martindale, she is the wife of Wink Martindale, who was a friend of Elvis's. But I think it's a real funny little story. Sandy also dated Elvis off and on for about six years. She met him when she was 14. Her dad had a nightclub, and Elvis hung out at the nightclub a lot. Actually, uh, Red West, who was a mafia, Memphis Mafia member, was a... um, a security guard or a bouncer at the nightclub mm-hmm. and Elvis hang out, hung out there when he was in Las Vegas, when he was in Los Angeles. And so uh, she, the first time she meets him, she says, you know, she's 14. She's got a cute little outfit on. She's got her hair up and pigtails and everything. And uh, she meets him that night. But he, he later, he sees a picture of her on her dad's desk and asks her dad if, if he could date her. And the first time that he calls, it's about 10 o'clock, and he asks if she, she says she didn't know who he was, but he had a crazy name, Elvis Presley. She thought that was a really strange name. 
Yeah. But she she says that he called her up about 10 o'clock and asked if she could come down to, to the nightclub. And she said, it's 10 o'clock. You know, it's too late. And then he called another time and her mom, it was still late. Her mom said, I'm not taking you to the club to meet anybody. It's too late. So he finally got permission to date. And actually the first few dates they went on, her, her mom actually went on the dates with her. But the funny story about Sandy and her tie to Viva Las Vegas, she was a dancer as well. And she was in a, the same dance class. She had the same dance teacher as Anne Margaret. And when the film was in production, Anne Margaret had enough pull to where her choreographer, her dance teacher was the choreographer for the film. And he actually had his, she got, she tried out for a part because she was in that class. And so she actually danced. So Elvis arrives at the scene and he's, he's ready to shoot. And not only here he is, you know, uh, having a crush or having a, a thing going with Anne Margaret and here comes his girlfriend, Sandy Martin, or well, she was at Martindale at the time, but here comes his friend, his girlfriend, Sandy, who is actually dancing in the same numbers that he and Anne Margaret are in. And then of course he has, Priscilla waiting at Graceland. So never a dull moment in the Elvis world. But I thought that was a really yeah. cute story. Uh, you can look that up and, and she actually tells the story. And it's a really cute story about her when she actually, she said she was so proud of herself. She didn't tell Elvis. She had, she tried out and got the part all on her own. Yeah, we watched that the other night and it was so, it was a really cute story. So I highly recommend that you uh, look that up. I'd love to. She know she didn't go into to detail about what Elvis did when she was there, but I'd love to see how he handled that. that. Love to have been a fly on the wall for that. Yeah. So, um, I guess I I just kind of have random stories, and um, I'll end with what Priscilla had to say on it, I guess. But one of the uh, books. I read Shillings, uh, a guy named Elvis. He was a Memphis Mafia member as well. And he went to work for Elvis in the fall of 1964. I believe they left Memphis for California in September, but they didn't get there until October. So it was his first trip to California with Elvis, and um, it was October 64. He said he was way too excited to sleep when they finally got there. There, he, you know, he's at Elvis's house in Beverly Hills. He's never been to California before. This Memphis kid. And first of all, can you just imagine this poor Memphis kid? And his first trip to California is with Elvis Presley, and he's going to be living at his house. That just pretty cool blows my mind. Pretty he cool. Said it was Way too excited to sleep and was sitting in the TV room when he heard the click of a key in the front door. He immediately tensed up. He didn't hear anything else, which put him on high alert because clearly someone was trying to sneak in. And he was about to get up and investigate when a shadowy figure walked past him and was filling the wall trying to find Elvis's bedroom door. 
And he said he didn't really know what his role was at the time. They hadn't, like, discussed what his his job was going to be working for Elvis, but he knew it had to be protecting him. And so he said, thinking it was a fan, he called out Miss in a firm, sharp voice, and the woman spun around and let out a blood-curdling scream. And that very moment, the wall opened up to reveal Elvis. He turned on the lights and had a huge smile on his face. And when Jerry's eyes adjusted, he realized it was Anne Margaret. Elvis put his arm around her and grinned in his direction and said, It's okay, Jerry. It's just ammo. She's not going to hurt anybody. And that Anne calmed down, collected herself, and giggled. And then they went into Elvis's room. And Jerry said, I just met my first woman in California, and it was Anne Margaret. <laughs> That's a pretty good but story. He said that, um, like, Elvis loved to give him a hard time over that, like, the next few days. That the next night, Anne was there, and um, they were sitting, Elvis and Anne Margaret were sitting on the couch with a couple of the guys. So Jerry took the only remaining spot on the couch on the other side of Anne. And right away, Elvis started laughing, thinking about it, and said, Careful now, Jerry. We've got a dangerous intruder here. <laughs> and um, he said that um, he should have been embarrassed, but he was too nervous sitting next to Anne Margaret to really be embarrassed. Um, he said he poured himself a glass of water and proceeded to spill it all over himself every time he tried to take a sip. His hands oh. were shaking so badly. Oh, goodness. But he said that um, Elvis called her ammo for Ann Margaret Olson and had been having her up at the house as much as their schedules would allow. And that you didn't have to be around them long to see that they brought out an energetic, fun-loving side of each other. Um, that's what I really got from the from his and um, another story I have is from George Klein or GK, another Memphis Mafia member. They they both said um, that they just kind of brought out a fun-loving side to each other. And um, George Klein or GK, if uh, you listen to Elvis Radio at all or ever has, he said Elvis's life wasn't an ordinary one. And life at Graceland was something very different from life in Hollywood. I'm sure he and Priscilla hadn't worked out any explicit arrangements, but she certainly was aware that millions of women wanted to get closer to Elvis. And while he definitely wanted a future with Priscilla, that didn't mean he might not enjoy himself in the here and now with somebody else. As far as somebody else went, it didn't get any better than Anne Margaret. And um, one time... Uh, GK or George Klein was at his house in Beverly Hills and um, Elvis was having Ann Margaret over that night and all the guys were really excited because they all thought that she was gorgeous and he told them that they're not going to get a look at her they're going to get lost and leave leave him and Ann alone that night and um, they thought he was kidding but he wasn't he he was going to have Ann Margaret come to the den. He was going to have one of the guys to lead her in, and then they were all going to get lost. So um, they were dying to get a look at her. So all the guys stayed out of sight until she arrived, and his cousin Billy Smith was the one that was designated to show her in. And 
he said when he when they figured out that they'd had to and Margaret and Elvis had had time to get situated in the den, all the guys crept outside and they had moved the curtains back um it just enough so that they could see in to get a good look at her. And that she said she was absolutely stunning. She had a great figure and whatever she was wearing that not really showed off her beautiful legs, but that she also just had a real glow about her. Um, he said they'd seen all kinds of Hollywood starlets made up and done up and dressed up to look attractive, but Anne just had a natural beauty that knocked you out. And she had a fantastic smile, too, that lit up as soon as Elvis joined her in the den. Um, he put some music on, and all the guys were talking about how gorgeous she was. And said, he said that Ann and Elvis laughed and talked for a while, then sat down for a dinner that was brought in by the house cook. And he said they tried as hard as they could to be still and not make any noise. Um, and that when they were done eating, that Elvis turned up the music a little and they saw him do something that they'd ever only seen him do with Priscilla, which is slow dance with Anne Margaret. And, um, he said they kept dancing and laughing and really seemed to be having a great time together. But that at some point Elvis headed out toward his bedroom, leaving her behind and they didn't know what he was doing they thought it was weird but they didn't really care because they were just trying to get a look at Anne, anyways and he said all of a sudden they heard <clears throat> and they all jumped and turned at once to see elvis standing there not looking happy at all and he said that he began yelling and cussing them out and firing karate kicks at us no. and shooing us like a pack of dogs <laughs> and they all scattered and started running and um, George saw what he thought was an entrance to the house, a door left open, and he ended up running directly into a um, glass, a, it was Slide just very door. clean glass. Yeah, it was a door. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it was a door or windows. <laughs> he said he smashed his face right into the door, fell backward on the ground, then popped right back up again. Took a moment to check his nose because Elvis had paid for him to get a nose job. Yes. And it wasn't broken and that he took off <laughs> again trying to avoid the karate kicks. Mm. And he said the next morning Elvis still wasn't happy, but he wasn't kicking anybody. And he gave them a speech about how he meant business. And when he wanted to be alone, he wanted them to respect that. Um, but he just talks about how, like, what a good um, attitude that Anne Margaret had, that she wasn't a typical starlet, and um, how Elvis had never really wanted to get involved with women in show business, but that Anne was fun-loving and down-to-earth, and um, that they they had a um, great great relationship and 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 made it easy for Elvis to be able to relax and and enjoy himself around her so I thought those are both funny stories about the guys and it kind of gives you a glimpse into you know she she was a big star in her own right they were working for Elvis and they were friends so you know but but they were very excited to get a glimpse of Anne Margaret. I have a funny Anne Margaret story before you do the Priscilla part. 
Okay. Okay. I had forgotten this, but uh, Elvis and Ann Margaret loved motorcycles. They loved riding motorcycles, and they were out one day riding motorcycle. And somewhere I read that there was a controversy about whether to take her purse or not. And I think Elvis ended up telling her she didn't need it. But anyway, they were out cruising in Los Angeles and they run out of gas. And so they have to hike with the motorcycle to a gas station. And when they get there and they put the gas in the car, he realizes, you know, if you know many stories about Elvis, he never carried cash. And yeah. so they get there, and he doesn't have any money. And so he asks her, he's like, have you got a couple of dollars? You got any money? And she starts laughing, and she's like, no, you know, I left my purse. So they stand there laughing because here they are, two of the hottest stars in Hollywood, and between the two of them, they don't have a dollar. And <laughs> so they, the gas attendant recognizes Elvis, and basically exchanges Elvis's gas for an autograph. And so they, you know, they settle up and drive off. But he said they laughed and laughed and laughed about it. They got such a kick out of it. And then the next day, Elvis's tour manager went back and made sure that the gas attendant got paid back. But I thought that was really funny that you've got two of the richest, probably stars in Hollywood, and neither one of them had any money on them at all. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine coming up on them on a motorcycle? Wow. No, no. That would be something. So, back to Priscilla. She um, always worried when Elvis went off to Hollywood to film the movies and she couldn't go. It it was always, you know, in the back of her mind, wondering if he was being faithful. But she was especially worried when she found out that and Margaret was going to be his co-star. Yes. Because she'd been dubbed the female Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. And that Elvis, when he saw, you know, people calling her that, he was curious about her. And he pointed out that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Um, so she she had a feeling. She definitely did not feel good about it. Um, Elvis told her, you know, to give him a couple of weeks to get into the film and that maybe she could come out for a while. And each time that she would get ready to join Elvis in Los Angeles, he would delay her visit. He would say, there's a problem on set. It's not a good time. He he would say that um, he's got some crazy director madly in love with Anne. And the way you would, he's directing it, you'd think it was her movie. He's favoring her in all the close-up shots. Um and not only that, they wanted to sing some of the songs with me. Colonel Bout blew a fuse and told him they'd have to pay me, Elvis, extra to sing with her. So um, that that was the kind of thing he would tell Priscilla. And it sounds like he, he told his guys that, too. So that was a frustration of him. But he was also trying to change the subject. Trying to keep her at home. Keeping yeah. the home fires burning. Yeah, when he when she asked how Elvis and Ann Margaret were getting along, he said, "Oh, she's okay, I guess." A typical Hollywood starlet. Um. So he was always very vague um, about his relationship, quote unquote, or his thoughts of her when it came to Priscilla, and she said that. Um, 
she he she knew that his attitude toward actresses was unfavorable because he always would say their careers come first when their man comes second, and that he didn't want to be second to to anything or anyone. And he would tell her that's why you don't have to worry about me falling in love with any of his of my so called leading ladies because he didn't want an actress. <clears throat> so that was kind of how she, what she would try to tell herself over and over and over. But they're still kept coming out in the gossip magazines, all kinds of headlines about his affair with Anne Margaret. Um, she said the problem was that the affair was not between Anne Margaret and the director. It was between Anne Margaret and Elvis. And when she would ask Elvis if there's anything to it, he would say he would immediately get defensive and say no. And you know how these reporters are. They blow everything out of proportion. And that she comes around mostly on weekends with her motorcycle to hang out and joke with the guys. And that's it. But still, he wouldn't he wouldn't let uh, Priscilla come out and visit him. So, um, pulling out my notes here. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out my notes. So, Priscilla was in his territory. She was living at Graceland with his family and his friends just the way he wanted it. And But she said, why then was I so sure that once Elvis was far away from me and very near Anne Margaret, an affair would develop? Hi, I'm kind of all mixed up with my notes. But, so, okay. She was very aware of that was the phone. Wasn't she? she was very aware. She would try to make herself feel better, but she knew. Deep down, she knew. And he, he didn't do a very good job of trying to make her feel better either. No. He would get really, um, like, um, offend. I don't know the word. He he was defensive. Um, but she said, and this time Priscilla went with him. Uh, Viva Las Vegas had been completed six weeks before. And newspaper articles were still reporting on their affair. And one day, Elvis came in holding a newspaper and threw it down and told Priscilla that Anne had the nerve to announce that she and Elvis were engaged. And he told Priscilla that he needed to leave because the press would be hanging around and the colonel thought she should go back to Memphis. So he he was really mad when he he got that saw that in the newspapers. Um, later, Priscilla confronted him with her suspicion, and he threw her on the bed and told her he wanted a woman who could understand that things like this might happen. Are you going to be her or not? He said. So she went back to Memphis, and Elvis came home two weeks later. And when they were alone, he told her, "It's over, Priscilla. I swear to you, it's over." He said, I guess I got caught up in a situation that was out of hand from the beginning. She and I come from two different worlds. I don't like being exploited. I can't live like that. Don't get me wrong. She's a nice girl, but she's not for me. And he said, let's forget about it. Uh, Forgive me, please. Then with that little boy look that always captured Priscilla's heart. And he said in his um, Flip Wilson's Geraldine voice, I guess the devil made me do it. And for those of you who are not old enough to know who Flip Wilson is, 
if you Google Flip Wilson Geraldine, the devil made me do it, and you you will get a really good laugh out of it. But it was it was a really popular show, and it was a really popular saying at the time, I guess you could say. Yeah, <laughs> that'll make so, more sense. Um, says that Priscilla walked into his bathroom later and went through his makeup bag and pulled out a telegram that he had received earlier, and it said, "I just don't understand," and it was signed Scooby. Which she would later find out Scooby was the line from her first hit record in the early 60s and was a name that, uh, uh, one of, another one of their nicknames. Um, didn't she do something to the, did she burn it or something? Because I remember, I don't remember, uh, I don't remember what looked through the book here. Anyways, I can't I find that. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have too. I would have too. I can't find it, but I want to say that she either like ripped it up, threw it away, burned it, or something. And Elvis thought it was funny, and he was like, "Uh, I'm gonna have to keep my eye on you." You know, he thought he yeah. thought it was. Funny that she did that. But anyways, she said that a mutual friendship and professional respect between Elvis and Anne Margaret would continue until his death. Yeah. So that's all I have. But um, I do think it was an interesting relationship. And one of the very, 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 very few that he had with a another celebrity. Yes. I do think it was one of his more serious relationships. Um, but yeah. his mom had always I, told him she had always tried to protect him from a starlet or whatever, too. And I, I think, you know, he may have in the back of his mind, he may have been thinking about that, too, as far as, you know, I, I would say probably torn. And like I say, I wasn't is, there. This is my com- my 100 percent complete opinion like you said I wasn't there I don't know and if you don't agree we can agree to disagree but I I believe he loved her I believe they had a great relationship I don't believe he ever saw it going towards marriage just because of her career he didn't want he did want to be first he didn't want someone I don't think he could have handled being married or in a very long-term relationship with someone that also had a career. He wouldn't have wanted to put up with her touring. He wouldn't have wanted to put up with men, uh, you know, throwing themselves at her. He, he, I don't ever see him really seeing marriage out of it just purely for the fact of the career. And I don't think Anne would have given up her career. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Her career was as important to her as his career was to him. And that, that right there would have been something that they would always have in their relationship. Yeah. So, like I said, that's just my opinion from the research and the things I've learned um, but we don't all have to agree. That's exactly, um, exactly. I think it is a, an important relationship in Elvis history, and I think it deserves to to have some some light shed on it. Definitely. Um, we have a few um, 
reviews to read. This one says, you guys are the absolute best podcast ever. I didn't know if anybody still did Elvis podcast, but when I found y'all's podcast, it was so cool. Y'all are the best. Um, and I couldn't believe it. But sorry, there's some typos, so I'm having trouble making it out. But it says, keep up the good work, and will you please make an episode on Elvis and Christianity? Oh, wow. We actually have have started researching that topic. That's Mm -hmm. another big one. Yes, we do. We have started that one. We have. We have. And um, we've got some great, I can't read the other one at the moment because how we record our podcast, they won't let me pull it up. But we, I know we say every time, but we truly do love hearing from you guys, whether it's on Instagram or um, leaving reviews or commenting on our, um, on Spotify. We see and read each one and I wish there was a way to comment back to each one, but it keep, I know, especially I can't speak for you, but it, it helps me to keep going and, and keep trying to record these podcasts for you guys. So, um, we're hoping to get an Elvis or a Memphis trip up and going, um, in the next few months and we have a lot of fun plans for it and we've got a lot of fun topics in store so stick with us hopefully we're back on track and won't leave you guys hanging again but we appreciate you listening so much and we hope that you enjoyed this episode i thought it was a fun one to research i think it, I think it was too, yeah. um if you haven't already follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Let's Talk Elvis Podcast. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.